Hi everyone, this is Florence Bremer. Welcome to the Bonafide Legal Podcast. Bonafide Legal Podcast is a weekly podcast to help attorneys and business owners with time management and lifestyle tips. I'm a mother, grandmother, wife, movie enthusiast, fan of a great deal, restaurant lover, follower of many television shows, self-proclaimed fashionista, and overall in love with popular culture. Besides all this, I'm a lawyer. I've been a lawyer for over 20 years. I struggle day by day to find a balance between working and my life, and that's what this podcast is about, developing tips to um, deal with that. Lately, my podcast has been about COVID-19 and how to deal with that, and so we're going to continue with that as a, as a subject today. So I have a couple of things that I want to talk about. I'm going to talk about um, handling uh, online court appearances and handling communications, but I wanted to read you a poem. It's not a fun poem, like a Dr. Seuss, um, it's not a rhyming poem, but I read it in Oprah's magazine this month, and it just really struck home. Oprah put in in an article that she wrote where she said she used to imagine what it would be like if she was able to spend a whole month home and never had to leave. And in her article, she has not left her home since March 11th. I am sure she has a lovely home. I don't know. I know she has several homes, Um, And I think she's staying at her California home, and I think it's like on acreage. I mean, I I think it's a palace. Um, So that's got to be much different than what a lot of us are experiencing. But she was saying how, you know, it's not fun anymore. And she put a poem in there, and the poem is written by Haroon Rashid, and this is it. We fell asleep in one world and woke up in another. Suddenly, Disney is out of magic. Paris is no longer romantic. New York doesn't stand up anymore. The Chinese wall is no longer a fortress, and Mecca is empty. Hugs and kisses suddenly become weapons, and not visiting parents and friends becomes an act of love. Suddenly, you realize that power, beauty, and money are worthless, and can't get you the oxygen you're fighting for. The world continues its life, and it's beautiful. It only puts humans in cages. I think it's sending us a message. You are not necessary. The earth, the air, earth, water, and sky, without you are fine. When you come back, remember that you are my guests, not my masters. So that's pretty depressing, actually. <laughs> but it's the time out that we're in. It's this time out. What it's I've heard lots of people refer to it as a time out. I've been calling it a hard reset. And I thought we would reboot a lot quicker than this, but we haven't. As my listeners know, I live in Arizona. Arizona may be the worst place in the country right now for COVID-19. And frankly, I'm shocked. You know, um, Arizona is not a very populated state. I mean, it is populated. You know, we have Phoenix. It's the sixth biggest city in the in the U.S. And I think we often get forgotten about for that. But we're also more spread out. We don't have high rises. We're not New York City. Um, we're not in elevators together at all on like any sort of a frequent frequent basis. 
In fact, I don't think I've been in an elevator. I can't remember the last time I was in an elevator, actually. But, um, and, and that's because I haven't been in court or going to the mall. But we're not high rises. Like, we're a lot of houses, we're a lot of single story shopping, and a lot of driving around in your car. And so, um, I had this false sense of security. I'm going to tell you, I did. I thought, number one, we don't have a big population. We're not living on top of each other. Two, we're the wide open desert and the desert heat's going to kill us. I was completely wrong about all of it. So, um, Arizona is, is back to, um, a lot of shutdowns, um, masks are requirements. Um, a lot of people are struggling about the issue with masks or are reluctant to wear them. Sometimes I think it is, um, I think a lot of people have like claustrophobia issues. A lot of people see it as a political issue that their rights are being, um, suppressed when they have to wear a mask. And my thought on that is if it, if it is going to be the social norm and the government is requiring it, um, I'm going to do it. You know, it, and if it has the slightest chance of helping, I'm going to do it. I sometimes forget. I'll tell you, I, I took my grandson for a walk this morning and I always run into fries and I'm like, shoot, I don't have a mask, but I thought, I wonder if they have some available. So I went in and, um, and I went there like as soon as the store opened and I just asked, uh, uh, a person, a service person, and they ran and got me one. It that was very sweet. Like it wasn't a problem. So I'm going to continue to do that. I'm going to continue with the hand washing. I have my own theory about um, showers. <laughs> I take a nice warm shower every day. And just from the top of my head to the tip of my toes, am um, washing. I know that there is research that says we're probably washing too much. I know there's research that says that we wash our hair too much, but um, I don't know. It makes me feel a little bit better at least. Okay, I'm going to start. I'm going to get into a couple of things. Um, I'm going to talk about what I've been doing on online court appearances um, mainly because I think it can help people who are doing online meetings and online court appearances. And I um, am also going to talk about some technology tips that I've been dealing with to to try to, you know, keep the office going. Okay, so the online court appearances are odd. Um, they're either online or they're telephone. A couple of weeks ago, I had a trial. Here's what I'm finding. Um, it works. So about 30 minutes before my hearing, I start testing my devices. I'm making sure I have charges. I'm making sure I have a backup device and um, I put a, I put the, I use my um, mini, um, use my um, iPad, it's not an iPad mini, it's an iPad, the regular iPad, the Air, I use that for most of the, um, most of the appearances. I have a laptop, my laptop, I, a lot of trial and error, my laptop does not enjoy the video um, meetings. And so I'm not using it for that. I don't know why. 
I've tested it a bunch. It'll go for like five minutes and freeze, five minutes and freeze. And then I have to reboot the whole computer. So that's just out. But my tablet works very well, except it just sucks the power from it. And my phone works well too. So I get set up. I have a pile of papers where I kind of um, prop up the iPad. This is more for vanity because when it's more below me, I just look like I have a hundred chins and uh, if it's up a little bit higher, it'll look a little bit better. And uh, test I test the audio, I test the volume, I call in early. Um, I'm communicating with my client on another device. It might be email, it might be text to make sure that I can talk to my client as well. Another thing with um, video hearings, and so some hearings are just, you're checking in. Oh, there's been so many checking in, um, moving trial dates, um, doing super quick hearings. And it's starting to get where there's going to be more and more evidentiary hearings because we can't get back to normal. In March and April, like just canceled, like everything canceled or everything went to like short telethonic status. And now we're doing evidentiary hearings. Another problem with evidentiary hearings is the exhibits. Number one, how do you get the exhibits to the court? I've been doing a lot of calling and emailing to the court staff because it's not like the old days. You would drop off the exhibits beforehand. The staff would mark them, no problem. Judges are all over the place on how they want exhibits. Some want them emailed. Some want them mailed or dropped off. Um, judges have, have loosened up some requirements. In the past, judges hated if you mailed them exhibits. I don't know if the clerk's mail room didn't get them to them or, or whatever, but they realize it's, they want to keep as many people out of the courthouse as possible. So they say you can drop it off or, or mail them. But mailing requires a lot of follow-up. Even dropping it off does. I'm finding that a lot of judges are working from home. Their clerks are working from home, so they're not together. And Who's monitoring the mailbox at the courthouse? I don't know. I don't know who's doing anything. So I call the court um, and make sure they have the exhibits. If you need an interpreter, make sure the court knows that. Um, try to, a, a challenge is dealing with files and exhibits. I have tried the printed out version. I have tried an online version of exhibits. Both are not great. Um, both are difficult to deal with. And I don't know what's best. That is a work in progress. I'll tell you that. Try to have some communication. Um, some communication backup. Um, so I have been doing a lot of thumbs up and waving for just to let the, so a thing that I've noticed is you start talking and you start talking, the judge starts talking, the other counsel starts talking, nobody can hear anything. And so I do a lot of thumbs up or a lot of uh, rocking my hand back and forth, like so-so or a thumbs down, a lot of waving just to let people know I'm there. Um, I'm also trying to prepare for interruptions. Um, so 
I've been doing the calls at my office. I'm finding that that's a better setup than doing it at my house. My office is self-contained. I can go there. I have two staff members who are working weirder hours than they ever have before. Um, They will um, sometimes work evenings in, in the office. They'll sometimes work evenings at home. Sometimes they'll work at home during the day. Sometimes they'll come in. And every once in a while, all three of us are at the office. So everyone has to know that I'm there on a call. Another problem that I have is, okay, I have a self-contained office. There's no there's no doorman. There's no elevators. There's nothing. Like when you walk into my office, you are in the office. So if I don't have other staff there and someone walks in, they do the thing that people are going to do, which is a normal thing to do, is hello, hello, I, you know, I'm out front. And if I'm there by myself, I have to lock the door because I can't get up from a hearing and tell the judge, oh, I'm the only person here. If I'm doing regular phone calls, I can do that. You know, if I'm talking to clients where I can say, hey, hold on a sec, I'm the only person in the office. But in a hearing, I imagine that's going to be a problem. So I lock the door if I'm the only one in the office. I also keep it professional. A lot of the looking professional is for me. It makes me feel like I'm a lawyer. So makeup is a must. If I'm not, if I don't have makeup on and I'm going to look at my face and I just feel bad about myself, dark under eye circles and freckles, I I may not feel great, but a little lip gloss and a little mascara feels a, a little bit better. And I wear something cute on top. I'm not wearing suits. Like I'm not putting on a suit for this. It's too stinking hot. Right now as we speak, I think we are having possibly the highest temperatures Arizona has ever had. It may reach 120 degrees this weekend. I'm not going to be in a suit with a shirt underneath it. So it's a lot of dresses with um, doing a lot of sleeveless dresses, three-quarter sleeve dresses, um, a lot of shirts with skirts. So staying cool, but still hopefully looking at least a little bit cute. I'm doing brighter colors. I know that maybe that can be a little bit distracting, but I feel that maybe it just lights up my face a little bit and makes me feel like a little bit more confident. Uh, what's your backdrop look like? I've heard that you can choose a backdrop on Zoom. I don't do that. I set it up where um, I my desk chair faces um uh the the window is behind me and there's blinds behind me so the blinds are white and my wall is blue so basically what people get a shot of is the white blinds the blue wall um and a little bit of some shelves that I have sometimes I look and I'm like geez my shelves look kind of messy but um I have to figure out what I'm going to do with that I may clean off those shelves instead of them seeing like all my um all my shameful mess that no one in the past has ever been able to see before. But the I'm finding that the um, white blinds behind me works well. I usually turn the light off um, because I get so much light through that window. So um, I just have this nice, like, white backdrop, mainly. Like I said, a little bit of shelf, a little bit of blue, but otherwise it's okay. What else am I doing in terms of communication? Communication has been crazy. I am finding 
it is, um, I usually don't think I cuss on the podcast, but I'm going to cuss now. Communications have been a shit show. I have had so much requirements in terms of communications. I am getting bombarded with voicemail messages. I'm getting bombarded with emails. I'm getting also bombarded with emails that ask me to call people. I'll get um, the other day, Thursday, I was going through my emails and it was email after email of people saying, hey, can you give me a call? And it's fine, but I'm having a really hard time finding the most effective way to deal with it. Because when I have a message, um, there's a couple ways that I can get messages. I can open up my app and have the messages right on the phone. My staff, if they're um, getting a call, they write out a message on the uh, duplicate pads. So, you know, they write it out, they give me the message, their pad has a duplicate of it. And if I'm taking messages off of my voicemail at the office, I'm doing that as well. I'm writing on the duplicate pad. And when I'm getting the emails that say, can you call me? I'm having a hard time just figuring out what to do with them. If I'm at the office and I have my message pad, I will write out the message from the email onto the message pad. When I'm at home working, I need a better system because um, if I need to remember to call the person later, I've, I've been trying a variety of different things. Sometimes I'll just put it on a post-it and stick it to my calendar to remember to call later. But I'll tell you what's happened. I grab my calendar at the end of the day, shove it in my bag, and I see the post-it. I'm like, shoot, I never called these people back. So it that's a work in progress too. Sometimes I email myself, but again, so then I email myself an email of all the people I need to call and it's just emails on top of emails, which I'm trying to avoid. So that's a, another part of the work in progress. Um, on Monday, I had um, no employees, basically. And it just had meeting after meeting. And my um, neck has been, my neck and shoulder has been so cramped from holding the phone to my ear or holding the phone, my shoulder to my ear. And I realize I can't do that anymore. I'm getting like very serious neck cramps from that. But the problem is, is like I'm dialing the phone. A lot of times I'm leaving a message. And if I was hands free for another moment, I could maybe send a quick email. Or if someone's talking to me, like here's another thing. People are talking to me and I need to take notes. So I'm typing, holding the phone. Um, I can do a speaker phone at my office. Because technology has not been working great, I find that sometimes people are cutting out for about 20 seconds and they don't realize they're cut out. And I'm going, hello, hello, hello. And just a lot of dropping of calls lately. I think just everything is overtaxed. Um, what else? Oh, here's something that I was able to get to help handle the call issues. And yesterday I worked on it for the first time and it, I think it worked pretty good. So my phone has 
an app for my office phone, which I don't, I don't turn on my app when I'm at the office. I use the office phone. Instead, yesterday I did something completely different. I got AirPods for the first time. I know I'm one of the, probably the last people in the world, but my daughter ordered an iPad and they came for free and she was nice enough to give them to me because she said, I'm not going to use them. I was a holdout. I thought, I don't, I don't need it. I don't need, I'm fine. I can use the headphones with the cord. I can use the headphones that come with my phone. Like it's all fine. But here's what I noticed. A lot of times the cord was getting caught on something. Um, I would have to dig out, you know, the cord, untie the cord. And um, if I was doing something, I would have to have the phone a lot of times like tucked into my bra um, and then have the earphones in. The the ones with the cords don't work great for the telephone calls. Like people don't hear you great. And I wasn't sure how the AirPods worked. My youngest daughter has them and then they're in her ears like all the time. And so, um, I wasn't, I didn't really have an expectation, but I thought, well, I'm getting these for free. Let me try it. So I started, um, listening to podcasts and, and it's great. You can have your phone on the bathroom counter and you can be walking around the bathroom doing all sorts of stuff. And you just have the little earbuds in your ear. And when I took a walk this morning, I had the phone in the stroller and I wasn't tethered to the stroller. I, and then I tried it for calls and I'm like, okay, this works really well. Nobody was complaining about the quality. No one was saying they couldn't hear me. So on Friday, I had to take my daughter to the the doctor and you can't go in with anyone anymore. So I sat in the car and I started returning calls because I'm still having the phenomena that I've talked about over the last couple of weeks is I'm leaving the office between three and five. I'm getting in between nine and 10. I come in and there are eight to 10 calls. So I'm already behind as soon as I start. Uh, Wednesday, for instance, I couldn't finish all my calls. It was almost six o'clock. I was still doing calls. I had to give up. So Friday, I still was in a situation where I had a bunch of calls and I put in the AirPods. I turned on the office app on my phone, started checking messages, starting calling, calling people from the app. And it was great. And I actually got through like three calls while she was in the doctor's office. So it gave me a little bit of a, um, a little bit of a, a heads up on the day where I would have been behind three more calls. So then I get to the office and I put the phone on my desk. I put the AirPods in my ear and just start returning calls from the app, even though I have the phone on my desk. It freed up my hands. It also freed me up from my desk where I could pick up. I Here, here was a lesson that I learned. I can't go too far from my desk because I went to go get some water, which is in the other room, and I lost the person. But if I was going in the other room and I took my phone with me, I could still talk. I was completely confusing my staff because they either thought I was talking to them or... Or if I was just staring straight ahead with these AirPods in, they came in and were starting to talk to me and I was actually on a call. So 
that'll be something that we'll all be getting used to as well. But it worked pretty well. Like I had to deliver some documents to my staff members. And instead of needing to wait till I got off the phone, I took a stroll around the office and delivered the documents, came back to my desk. So it worked. Okay. Um, what else? The other, here's something I need to, to figure out. I don't know if I have a tip for it yet because I'm still working on it. I need to figure out how to manage the expectation between communications and what I can reasonably do to get back to people, but also be able to get some work done. I had a week where I didn't have as much cord as usual. It was after July 4th. I think a lot of judges took this week off. So I wasn't um, bombarded with court. I will be for the next two weeks. I'll tell you that for sure. But it was a lot of um, meetings. And they're running really, really, really long. And I'm not sure what to do with that. Because I'm not having... The in-person consultation is replaced by the telephone one. And I'm spending 30 to 60 minutes on a call. And it's becoming a problem. Also, the times when people want them are becoming a problem. Um, I, I get people have to work. But I'm also working too. So the hours when people are working, I'm also working. And the hours when they want to talk to me should be the time when I can be home. But I've been trying to accommodate people as much as possible and then built in, build in breaks during the day when I'm not talking to people. I'm doing a lot of group scheduling so that I can knock out a bunch of appointments one after another. It backfired on me on Wednesday. I was behind 25 minutes every call. I just could not get caught up. They were just happening one after another. And, oh, you know what? I'm saying Wednesday, but I mean Monday. And the other problem was I had expected my staff to be there. Um, someone called in sick. The other one had an appointment. I only have two people. If I'm losing both people, I'm on my own. So, I mean, there's things that I, I'm hoping people will understand because there's only so much that you can control. All right. Oh, Here's why, another reason why I have to figure out how to manage things. So a client had asked for a call after 5 on Thursday. It was my niece's birthday, and we were just having dinner at my sister-in-law's. And I got there and realized, got to my sister-in-law's, I was just going to do the call there, realized I did not have the phone number. And I had to go all the way back to my house, was late for the call, was late for the dinner, just everything late and I'm having a harder time managing a schedule than I did when I was in court like driving to and from court and putting um, 500 miles a week on my car so it's been a challenge and I've been doing a weekly coaching session with the state bar that state bar members can do and I'm not the only one. People are having a really, really hard time with this, managing the expectations, making sure that they have enough time for themselves, also making a living, like you still have to make a living in all this, and just trying to 
um, stay healthy on top of it. I mean, you're taking care of a household, you're taking care of your business, you're taking care of your employees. It's a lot. So hang in there. Hang in there. And do what you can to manage communications overload because it is a real thing. So I wanted to just end the show by talking about a few things that I made this week, saw this week, read this week, did this week that I think could um, help you out. Um, I made a bean salad, which was super delicious. So I saw it in a magazine and I lost the recipe. So I just sort of invented it. One, I'm, I'm not that, um, I'm not that creative, so it's not like I did something genius, but I sort of remembered it was like a vinegar-based dressing, and there was red onions in it. So I bought a bunch of beans. I bought like garbanzo, kidney, uh, white northern, black beans, and I put it all together. I chopped up some red onion very fine, and I made in a measuring cup just like a little vinegar dressing with some lemon juice, some spices, a tiny bit of oil. It felt like more vinegar base would be better. Um, tossed it all together with the beans, put it, I was making it for dinner, so I put it in the freezer to chill it really quick. And it was really good. Everyone really enjoyed it. Here was a tip though. A can of beans is a lot of beans. And I wanted a big variety of beans. Oh, I also threw in, my daughter was feeding uh, my grandson wax beans, so I th- she had like half a can sitting there, so I threw those in too. And I wanted a lot of beans, like I wanted this to be like very flavorful. So, but I didn't want like like you know five pounds of bean salad. So I took half a can of beans of each and mixed them all together. So I had all these half cans of beans. So I made just like a small batch of chili, which came in handy over the next few days. Everyone was kind of eating on the on the chili. It's hot here. It's so hot. I'm missing the outdoors so much. The sun is so hot. It's just awful. We're in a heat wave. It's too hot to go in the pool. This the sun's too intense. You're going to get burned within minutes. So I'm not getting my walks like I used to, but I need some exercise. So I've been doing YouTube videos. I'm finding, I mentioned her last week. Her name is Pamela. I think her last name is Reef, R-E-I-F. If you put in like Pamela workout it and then subscribe to her, they all come up. She does dance workouts, booty. I did one last night. She did an ab workout with Jason Dorello, the actual guy, Jason Dorello, the singer. And then they were listening to his music during it. Um, booty workouts, just high-intensity workouts, uh, cool downs, morning stretches, evening stretches. They're really good. She has an incredible body. So if that's a bummer, <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm getting old. And she's really uh, strong. She's like this, you know, this teeny tiny girl, but like well-defined muscles, obviously in very good shape. So she does the workouts perfectly and I'm, I'm struggling, but it's a little something. So, um, and she always seems to play good music. Although I did put my headphones in during one of the workouts and listen to the Hamilton soundtrack while I was doing one of her workouts, which brings me to Hamilton. I have watched Hamilton four times in the last week. 
I we just turn it on like background, you know, if we're having dinner or cooking and and just loving it. So if you have not seen Hamilton yet, like watch it. I reserved the Hamilton biography that inspired Lin-Manuel Miranda from the library. I can't wait to get it. I'm still watching the miniseries, the Betty Broderick miniseries that's on USA. I did a, I don't have USA, I don't have cable, so I did an uh, Apple, um, I can't remember what they call it, uh, season pass. And so you get the whole series for 20 bucks. So instead of paying $100 a month for cable, I'm watching the one thing that I would watch and uh, spending 20 bucks on it, which um, led me to getting the book about her, uh, The Twelfth of Never, which is based on the title of a of an old song, which was her and her husband's song. And I've been reading that like crazy. I had to take a break from it last night because I'm like, this is really kind of bumming me out. It's also a, a very informative story about how court can go wrong. She was kind of screwed over in court. It's a, it's a rough story. Like a lot of this is her own fault. And obviously at the end, she murders her ex-husband and his new wife. But she also made a lot of mistakes. She made a lot of wrong turns. She should have got help when she needed it. And she was stubborn about things. But she was also, like I said, screwed over in a lot of ways. It's a, it's a very rough, interesting story. Um, I'm reading the oral history of the office where they just interview different people from the show The Office. And that's pretty good. I checked that out from the library. I finished up the Stephen King book. I think I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, but I'll recommend it again because I really liked it. It was Stephen King. He had five, four or five short stories um, in the book called If It Bleeds. It was a really fun book. They really fun imaginative stories. I always love Stephen King, and I think his short stories might actually be my favorite. Um, in some of his novels, I think they can be a little bit too long. I don't always love the endings, but the short stories are very satisfying. What else am I doing? Oh, so I, as it's getting really hot, like, I, you know, we lost through June in Arizona, you still kind of have nice mornings. Like in June, you can get up at five and it can be 70 degrees. That's gone. It's 85 and 90 degrees all the time. And we soon will be at a time period when it'll be probably 100 all the time. It probably will not drop past 100. And every summer for the last few years, we've gone to Coronado and stayed on the beach and heard the waves for three nights. And then we'll go home and feel refreshed, walk the beach uh, eat in the restaurants, tour the little city because you could actually walk outside because it's sometimes it is kind of hot, you know, like 80s can be hot, when, especially when you're doing things. But it's a big difference. And it's just a different climate and can't do it this year. So I've been putting on on my Roku TV, there is a channel called Beach Waves. And it's just waves. <laughs> Some of it will be video some are better than others. Like some just sound like static, but some are like nice crashing waves. And 
Um, I've been falling asleep to that when I've been reading. So that's been my vacation this year. Oh, two movies I want to talk about. One is brand new. One is pretty old. I, on Hulu, a movie called Palm Springs. It is a Groundhog Day type movie where people are living the same day over and over again. It has some different twists, which I always appreciate. I personally love the Living the Same Day movie again. It felt very apropos right now because we're living the same day over and over again. But it also like got me thinking. It was funny. It's a lot raunchier than a lot of these other movies, like a much raunchier Groundhog Day. And um, just had a sweet story once you got into it. It stars Andy Samberg, who is the star of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, who I really enjoy. He was on Saturday Night Live for years. And um, Christine, I'm going to probably say her name wrong, Miloti, she was the mother in How I Met Your Mother. And I um, loved this movie. Like, I started watching it last night when I should have been sleeping, and I was really into it, and then I finally got super, super tired and had to finish the last half hour this morning. I also watched another movie that I didn't want to see because it seemed like a bummer to me, and it's called We Need to Talk About Kevin, and it's about a boy who is, I, I, I guess, either a sociopath or a psychopath, I'm not sure what the right terminology would be for him and his mother and his family. And I don't want to give too much away because it has some twists and turns that I think are really worth it. Tilda Swinton is the mom. And so she's obviously the same person throughout. And there's different, there's kind of her, and I, I'm not going to say what the before and after is, but there's a before and after in her life in the before and she just looks like so pretty and happy in the after she looks empty and sad and vacant the filming is great it is not told in a linear fashion there is a lot of symbolism there's a lot of symbolism with the color red the color red appears throughout and is used in a very effective way Um, So I recommend this. It's a hard watch. Like it's not a popcorn movie for fun. And um, but the acting is crazy. I can't think of the name of the of the young man who plays as who plays Kevin. Um, I think it is Ezra something. He's the same kid who played the um, Flash in the Justice League movies. Um, Who I like I really like but he can go dark like really dark and then there's a younger version of him and I don't know who this young kid is I mean he's got to be seven years old and wow like wow like this kid is amazing so if you're in for like a very very serious movie I highly recommend it with great acting great cinematography um that's it that's all I have for now um please enjoy please stay safe um if you have tips on communication and doing court zoom calls please send them to me i'd love to hear them and i hope you have a great week oh let me do my clothes 
One second. You can find the podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes under Florence Legally Brunette Bonafide Legal Podcast. You can find us on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram under Florence Legally Brunette. You can find me on Facebook under my personal name and under my law office. You can find my website at brummerlaw.com. I'm also on Patreon. Have a great week. Talk to you next week.